2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
3: From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Kat Knapsuk, and this is another edition of Star Wars Rank. With me today, Joseph Scrimshaw. Joseph, are you ready to rank the best Finn moments in Star Wars?
4: I am so ready. I spent a lot of delightful time reviewing some of my favorite Finn moments, and I can't wait to discuss them.
3: Can't wait to discuss them. But before we do, life, or is it the Force sometimes works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and we're going to be very honest here. I could show you the Google Doc if you don't believe it. We uh, we had planned to record and put this episode out as you're listening to it right now. It was in our schedule as something we're going to do on the day, which would be Wednesday. This is released, obviously, a, couple, a few days later. But on the day that we were getting ready to convene virtually uh, via Zencaster to record the GQ uh, cover article, with John Boyega comes out and a lot of uh, just important things said in it. A lot of things discussed, a lot of levels, nuances, and things that aren't nuanced that are just, here's what it is. And here's John Boyega's thoughts on it. And uh, that comes out and creates quite a conversation, Joseph, around uh, Finn, John Boyega, Star Wars. And it goes into a lot of different areas. A lot of, I, I think there's, we can discuss if we want, just, you know, some people that would, use it to use those things and and the pull quotes and and to to use it for their own agenda and discussing star Wars and everything. There's, there's a, it was just a, it was, it's just a weird situation to be recording, but also I think Joseph, a perfect time to be recording this episode. So I'll bring you in here and, What do you think about the force?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I like the force. It does work in mysterious ways. Yeah, I I will say very quickly, my own personal uh, journey of like yesterday, I had a lot of different things to do and I was kind of trying to juggle it all. And I was going to do write up my notes for this episode we're recording. uh, And I was like, I have a thousand favorite Finn moments. No problem. I'll just bang them down. And I got to look at them and was like, I really want to give some thoughts to maybe which moments aren't the immediate ones that jumped to my mind. And I ended up uh, scanning through all three of the films and stopping and watching every <laughs> every moment of Finn. And mm. I'm so glad that I did uh, because mm. it, for me, it, it, it made me really want to uh, not just debate this character, but celebrate this character because there are so mm. many great things about the character and it was uh, fascinating to encounter this uh, article and the discussion on it having just for myself <laughs> for this, right. like, this podcast gone through my own emotions my own opinions my own thoughts on the character of uh, Finn in the actual movies so that's where I'm coming from to the podcast and to this article but for myself the article my, my just big overall reaction is that I think it is so very important that we allow ourselves to have nuance and Mm -hmm. multiple opinions about one thing, multiple thoughts about one thing. Um, There's a lot in our society that's, you know, winner or loser, or, you know, you push this button or that button, you turn left or you turn right, or it's a really big important thing and there can't be a gray area and you have to make a choice. Those, those moments are important. But then there's also just so many moments in life where you can think lots of different things and weigh them and walk with them and sometimes just accept that these are multiple truths or multiple opinions. Um, so that's my main big picture yeah. reaction. Uh, I guess I have two main big picture reactions. My other main big picture reaction is from the, just let's talk about star Wars side of it. I think it is so important to recognize that in my opinion, my interpretation, this article is, is about John Boyega's experience as an actor. It's his lived experience. It's his experience as a black man uh, who is an actor. And all the discussion of Star Wars is vital and important, but mm-hmm. it's all within the context of that's what he's talking about, about his large experiences as a black man, uh, and in particular a black man who has had uh, this this uh heightened visibility because of his career and star wars is just a part of that this is not just a pull quote that is about star wars um i have some other thoughts but i i don't want to just monologue so i want to uh, no no and, and, and let me, and have hear your big picture thoughts
3: <laughs> yeah big picture thoughts is 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 where i always go to in a lot of situations it's just like number one i i, I read i read the article <laughs> you know yeah let, let's do that uh and see where it's going uh, put any to not to, to realize that there could be a lot of layers to this, that even if even if John Boyega was the whole article was, let me tell you why I hated Last Jedi, which, by the way, it wasn't uh, it's that, that that shouldn't to, to know that my love of that movie or this character um, can still exist. Well, he has that just like different, different we, we, you and I have friends that uh, don't love Rise of Skywalker as much as you and I do. And I like that. That. So trying to live in that world. But again, just realizing that this goes, it goes, it's very much about Star Wars and, and the process of big tentpole filmmaking and studios and marketing. It is that, but it's also so beyond those walls that I don't ever just want to stay in the, the walls and not. Listen to his words about the bigger picture, about life uh, and his experiences. And this is a this is a this is a guy who gets the role of the lifetime. The first trailer comes out and then an immediately 2014 YouTube fires up the uh, in Twitter and Facebook fires up the, the uh, a black man can't be a stormtrooper conversation. Uh, maybe people forget that because five, six years ago seems long, but also blink of eye. That's your that's your first experience with this. So you're going to have some thoughts about being in that storm, yeah. And You're going to have some experiences and some pains and angers, and I think he did some follow up tweets that people might want to check out if they didn't. That that just kind of they don't go in and 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 they don't parse everything out. Well, what I meant here was this. What I meant here and this said no, no. JJ are great. We exchange a Christmas card. None of that. It just goes out and and, and, and reminds you to one read the whole article or or shut your mouth. Basically, is what he says <laughs> make your top lift. Be- Top lip become one with your bottom lip. I'm gonna to try to use that in life somewhere. Um <laughs> two, just talking about the whole experience, uh going beyond Star Wars. And and he's been in 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 the eye, his Hyde Park speech, uh and how powerful, important that was, and 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 the conversation created. But I, I think it's just that's where my big picture is. Just like, wow, let me just let me just acknowledge and listen to his experience mm-hmm. and go from there. And then, you know not even worry about you and I are going to do this episode and we're going to present the things we love about this character. But it also, I think people forget that when they hear you and I specifically and Jennifer on the show, but you know, obviously for last few months, it's been mostly you and I or Jennifer is uh, raising uh, two wonderful Padawans and 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 we'll come, come back to the show on a more regular basis. We we obviously all hope, Um, but you know, I think it's easy to overlook that you and I do say, Hey, there's some things about last Jedi. We don't like that. And some of that stuff is, Maybe the handling of, 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 of the characters, particularly the characters of color or, or characters that are, um, you know, on quote, the sidelines and everything. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that there. And that it does, you see it. And so he's he's speaking a lot of truth, but that doesn't mean um, it was done intentionally by Ron Johnson or anything. Like that and So I don't even need to go down those paths. I'm here to celebrate this wonderful character that was performed with... Uh, great conviction and integrity by a, a talented young actor who I hope continues to grow in his career and continues to get the roles he wants. And then I hope that he could use this film to do that. But he's also, you know, but also just acknowledging just, yeah, what's there and what, what has been experienced and what he's experienced is is important and, and valuable. I don't know. I figure, I figure I'm figure i rambling now. I'll stop and let you go, sir.
4: <laughs> no, I think you said a lot of really uh, important things there and I strongly agree with, I think uh, that He did say some important and vital and true things about uh, Disney and about his experience with Star Wars, but that is a whole article. It is not Star Wars pull quotes, and and I think, for me, one of the most important things that he says about Star Wars is exactly what you're highlighting of. He got the role of a lifetime and was thrilled and then just viciously attacked by racists. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's no other way to put it if you don't think that, you know, a stormtrooper could be black and you were tweeting that in 2014 at this, you know, talented, wonderful human being who just had this blissful, successful uh, moment mm-hmm. uh, and undermining it. You know, I, yeah. I think that's, it's so important that those are, he he's saying a lot of really important things. He's not just saying thumbs up, thumbs down on, yeah. you know, this Star Wars movie or that Star Wars movie. And that's, that's the part of it. I really like, we, you, we can have this conversation on our Star Wars podcast, but like the mm-hmm. article is so much bigger than that.
3: It, it, it's, it's, it's way bigger. And that's why I, you know, having having a hot take about this human's very real experiences, which include angers and pains and frustrations and using that hot take to spin it into your equally as hot take over Kathleen Kennedy or a plan to make the movies or what you felt about any of the movies. I, that's that's a path. You choose for yourself and I will not go down that path. And it, again, doesn't mean there aren't some good conversations or some good points when you talk about the character or the making of the movie or all that kind of stuff. I just I think it's important to separate the two uh, uh, as best we can. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 also realize it it is all part. I don't want to separate completely, but just like, you know, I don't know. (laughs)
4: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, having said kind of some of the the big picture stuff that I think is most important and and then making the choice to go, hey, we're on a Star Wars podcast. Let's talk about Star Wars. I, I think for me is an example of the way I approach it is... Things don't have to be absolutes. Uh, Overall, I think The Last Jedi is a brilliant, amazing film. I think Ryan Johnson is one of the most talented writer, uh, directors ever to work in cinema. Uh, I think that Finn has a complete arc that it makes sense. And it is uh, it's a great character arc. I also don't particularly like Finn's comedy in The Last Jedi, and feel like Finn's comedy in The Force Awakens came from a natural character place. And Finn's comedy in The Last Jedi it feels a little bit more uh, slapsticky to me. Uh, and then I can also understand, oh well, he has a great character arc, but how many great moments does he have in The Last Jedi? And how mm-hmm. much, uh, how much more? He has such great chemistry with both uh, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac, and the characters all work together. Like, would it have been richer? for the characters to be together. Maybe. Those are all things that I think, and they don't, and they can just coexist because they can, because nobody's life depends on me being 100% thumbs up or thumbs down on The Last Jedi. And then I could go on to Rise of Skywalker and have the same sort of, here's what I loved, here's what I questioned, here's what I just plain dislike. And I think that, for me, it's really important in Star Wars conversation in life to be able to have uh, multiple different overlapping opinions when when you can. It's a it's a luxury, right? Because there are yeah. times where we have to be like, no, this is I must choose a side. It's A or B right now. Um, mm-hmm. And in times like just how you feel about a movie, where you can have multiple overlapping opinions, allow yourself that nuance, um, and then the additional huge nuance of obviously John Boyega has his lived experience and that's his lived experience as somebody who is on set as somebody who's you know went through the marketing then went through working with different writers different directors all that stuff his experience is his experience and uh, I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to absolutely mm-hmm. accept it because it's his experience and then I it, it doesn't have to change how I feel about the movies or it can
3: yeah 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 um yeah yes I'm I, 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 I had a thought and then, and then, uh, you know, it's like, I don't even know if I need to say, it, but there, some, there's, there's these things, particularly Four centers, reputation as a, Hey, you want to come to have a, a positive nuanced conversation about star Wars, uh, go to, go to the four center team. And we, me and Joseph and Jennifer, not only appreciate that we, we actively cultivate that. We cultivate that kind of discussion in, in our discord server. Uh, generally speaking, is, it just is, is, is a great spot to discuss things. Maybe occasionally get frustrated, but always work it out. And, and, and sit down at the cantina and, and enjoy star Wars with friends. But um, you know, I, 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 so sometimes because of that, I might see a, a comment, a tweet, a good old grandpa, Luke Mark Hamill. will say, say a tweet that sometimes I'm like, Oh man, I know what this is going to cause. And I just want to say, I think it's important to say that that is not Mark Hamill, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and any actor, director, anyone involved in star Wars fault. If they tweet something out, that's a, seems like a slight and then someone does a a a 45 minute video on it that's not john boyega's fault you know that's a choice made someone else they're just they're expressing they've been in it you know we've all been at jobs you listening me and joseph here talking we've all been at jobs where from the outside looks wonderful and it probably is wonderful and i know there's that big thread that even boyega retweeted of of that of that uh, guy talking about this like hey I, i can't i can't I, I can't uh, completely understand where John's coming from as, as a white man, but let me tell you, this experience is my job. We've all been there. And so that doesn't, that, you know, that doesn't mean I, I, get, I still get to enjoy <laughs> Star Wars or Finn, specifically Finn that we're going to talk about today, even if there was a lot about it that, that John's still working through or will work through. And I hope, I pray I hope that John Boyega, who when he first remember that first trailer reaction he yeah. did on the couch screaming, and he had so much joy for this. I hope that years from now, months from now, decades from now, I don't know that he can look back and he can one hundred percent feel the joy that we all feel for his character and can feel the the legacy and influence of that character. Because right now, maybe he can't. You know, I'm, I know, he hasn't said that by the way. That's me. Just you know, just but I hope five years from now, you can go, man, that, that I'm so happy I got to experience that. And so happy that people got to enjoy it. Uh, and I, I hope that too. That
4: yeah, moment. no, I totally agree. I think he, he does make it clear in the article that, yeah, there were some absolutely amazing things about it, but then, and people are always happy to hear about those, but I got to talk about the parts that weren't great either. Cause how is anything ever going to change if I don't bring up the parts that weren't great? So I, I think he is already having, um, that kind of, uh, nuanced mm-hmm. perspective. And, uh, I think the final thing for me to to say on it is, yeah, I agree with you. I think um, these debates over, you know, is this movie good or is it bad? Should they have a plan? Who screwed it up? Who didn't? How? And this is exactly why it's wrong. And all, all that stuff is, you know, it's understandable up to a point, but some of it fades and good, bad flaws, whatever. They're going to be people coming up to John Boyega for years and telling them that they loved Finn because, if you agree with the choices, bad choices or not, he's a, I think, an amazing actor, an amazing character, and uh, all of what is on screen, I think, uh, deserves to be celebrated.
3: Absolutely, and and you said it, said it, Joseph. I just we we want to be able to have a conversation about this character that isn't about uh, the debate, but it's about the celebration for what is there on screen. And that's our intention here today. Uh, Always bigger conversations to have, but we don't just sit here and simply uh, bring out some cake and a, and a birthday hat and celebrate star Wars. When we say that we mean interacting with it, finding the bigger meanings and being moved by what is there for us. And I think there is so much to be moved by from the Finn character. Exactly. Exactly. We, as we do here in Star Wars Rank, each have uh, about five and some honorable mentions of things we're going to do to support the topic. So we'll work our way five to one. Joseph, let's do it. The best Finn moments in Star Wars. What is your number five? My number five was
4: hard to pick. They're all hard to pick, but there's so many different elements of his character that I wanted to be sure to have on the list and uh, celebrate. Uh, But I had to start with kind of one of the first moments of Finn and one of the, I think, most important uh, parts of his character, and that is uh, empathy. My number five is Finn not firing on the villagers. Uh, that whole sequence is of course great Uh, we've talked about recently when we're talking about action figures I think the bloody hand marks on the white helmet is one of the iconic images of Star Wars that is going to be around for a long time and have a lot of power but that moment where he doesn't fire, where Phasma gives the order and uh, you you see everybody else lightening up and and it's Mm. truly just horrible, these defenseless villagers have been gathered Uh, but then we get that shot kind of straight on where he drops the blaster when the other troopers are walking away and his shoulders Mm slump and there's just this tiny little head shake and it's an incredibly great powerful star wars moment because hey what's new and different in uh the force awakens what's new and different about this uh character of like what if it's a stormtrooper who who does not want to be doing this can't go through with doing this so Not only is it the moral clarity and the introduction to the character of a, you know, a trooper who couldn't fire and kill innocent people, uh, but just the physicality of the way the shoulders slump in that slight head shake. That's a kind of honesty and emotion we've never seen emoted through stormtrooper armor in that exact moment. The the power of that uh, acting through armor that I wanted to celebrate Mm. with my number five.
3: No, it's great. It starts you off. It's right then and there. That bloody hand is so it just uh, visceral. It's right there. It's on his face. It's it's in our face. But you know, I remember Lawrence Kasdan talking about, "Hey, we never really have had this in Star Wars. We never really. It's not. It, it goes beyond. And I, I want to point because going in, going into the movie with some of uh, the marketing and knowing that, all right, he's a stormtrooper that goes good. Right? That was we we knew that was coming." To me, I, I might have. I think I went down the path of, "Oh, cool, like a defector," and it's like that. It yes, and that's great, but it's so much more than that. It is an emotional journey for this character, and it it begins right here, and it's and it's and it's you you feel it, and and it and it's and the fact that it his stormtrooper buddies, you know, his classmate. I think if you learn in the before the awakening uh, little novel that came up before, like you know that that it, I I wasn't expecting that. Yeah if that makes sense. And I love that. I love what you're talking And And, and, and shoulder slump, Shlump, shoulder slump, shoulder slump is uh, great.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's great commentary in that, you know, uh, Abrams and Kasdan discuss the idea of the first order a lot as, you know, you know, in the real world, what if the, you know, the Nazis went and hid and what if they reemerged? And, you know, there's a discussion of uh, how did the horrors of world war two happen? And well, the soldiers were just following orders and it's powerful in this, a Nazi analogy to see somebody not following the orders.
3: Indeed, it starts his journey and starts our journey. That's a great number five. For me, my number five, we are going to the Last Jedi. Uh, and this is a moment, I think I've even discussed it in another Star Wars ranked of a little kind of like a little sideline. I love those little side small moments in Star Wars. But I'm going to uh, him and Rose on the father airs, uh, and and him as they're as they're getting to the shuttle, which has the parking violations on, and it's uh, it's blown up, and he has that great reaction of, oh, come on, <laughs> I it's it to me talk about comedy, comedy coming from character, I think that's it. It it, it it's an example of this whole movie is, in many ways, The Last Jedi is. All those things that you see in other big movies, not just Star Wars. The hero gets to the ship. The hero is un- in disguise and gets away with it. They take out the star destroyer, and yay, it's all good. Some people died, whatever, it's good. The hero comes back with the big laser sword to save the day. It take it, that movie clearly it analyzes our just expectations of that happening in stories, and 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 says, uh, you know, success is beyond that. The heroes are beyond that, and so I I just love that it's almost as thin as us at that moment, just being like, Oh, come on. <laughs> you're going to escape home free. Yes. I know I'm watching a movie and there's going to be obstacles in front of my characters. But I think for me, it's more than just a funny line. It is uh, part of the core of the last Jedi. of have just like, we almost had it, you know, it's the, it's the not lighter version. It's pretty heavy, but it's like the funny, funnier version of like when Poe also says back to them when he's like, Oh, they're not going to make it. And he has that realization. I, that's actually one of my favorite Poe moments, but this is my Finn moment. It's him, it's Boyega's energy, uh, and the way he really delivers it, you're right. I think I think maybe some better comedy overall in Force Awakens for him uh, th- than this one, but this, to me, is just, boom, from the character, from the frustration, from the moment, and I love it.
4: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, I think uh, I have some criticisms of some comedy moments, and I, there are some comedy moments that are great. It's one of the things that I love about Finn is he has all of these great uh, traits that we're going to talk about, but the character of Finn And the performance by John Boyega is just damn funny. And -hmm. this is one of those great lines that is so relatable. It's one of my favorite kinds of comedy. Sometimes when uh, people ask me of my, an example of a favorite joke, uh, I will, uh, I don't mean to surprise them. It's just honestly what comes up of like uh, that early scene in Spider-Man 2 where Peter Parker is trying to deliver pizza, but the mops keep falling out of the closet. He just tried to change in (laughs) people (laughs) like, really, that's your. You're a comedian and that's your great moment of comedy. But I just love comedy that asks us to empathize with just like, I I'm already having a hard day in the 87th thing went wrong. And it's a dumb, small thing. You know, this is, this is a big thing getting your shit blown up, but that come on has that energy of just like, yeah. I'm already doing this daring, uh, you know, adventure. Oh, we, we found the red plum bloom guy that, but then we got thrown into prison. Then we had to do this weird escape and don't even know what's going to happen next. And just want to get to the, ah, damn it. You know, it's, yeah. The, the come on is like what I feel like the the times that I've accidentally locked myself out of my apartment when it's already a stressful day. Right. You know, so it's <laughs> just it's just so funny and uh, relatable.
3: Yeah, no, they've, they've got this mission and it's kind of wild and crazy, but come on, it's got to work. Let's give it a go and and come on kind of uh, encapsulates the whole feeling for me there. So that's why it's my number five. But we're working our way up to bigger moments and we got your number four right now.
4: My number four is a big moment. Uh, it, uh, it followed us in uh, because if you were paying any attention to the marketing, you knew that Finn was going to use that lightsaber at some point. Uh, but it is, uh, uh, I like it in story, not just the uh, the marketing tale of it. Uh, but it is Finn igniting the lightsaber to fight Kylo and defend Rey. Uh, what I really like about this is, uh, you know, there's been great stuff in the rest of the Force Awakens of building the relationship between, uh, Ray and, uh, and Finn. Uh, but this moment, you know, we talk about being a hero of Finn has been in the first order. He knows who Kylo is. He has every reason to be terrified of Kylo. Kylo, uh, you know, appears to have this power that at, at the time it, you know, Finn does not uh, believe that he has, uh, but just that, like, it's just such a moment of the odds are against you, but you stand up to fight anyway. And it is in that sort of true Jedi spirit of defense of, uh, you know, Kylo just did that massive force push to Ray and Finn, you know, went to, to Starkiller base to find his friend that he had made this deep connection with. And he's going to ignite that blade in the true spirit of the Jedi of defense and just the bravery it takes uh, for him to stand up to Kylo is just really inspiring.
3: Yeah. Uh, yes. This, this, without a doubt, I figured this moment would be, uh, would be on one of our lists, right? It's, it's so big and, and it is, it's interesting. It is part of the conversation going on on the week. This uh, going on this week. So uh, if here's what, here's what I'll say. I, absolutely love Finn picking up a blade. I love too that he gets it on Takadana. You I need a weapon. You have one like mm-hmm. I, that was a the cheer inducing moment in in one of the early screenings I was there at and and, and many others too. Um so I I, I want to acknowledge that I know Many wanted more from this moment, but here's my thoughts on it here. And these, these are my thoughts, but the destiny may not have called him to to own this saber, but it called him to wield it right here now in this moment on Starkiller Base on Ilum, a very sacred planet in Star Wars lore too, by the way. Uh, and I think we, you know, we as fans and maybe even characters and stories can be obsessed with titles, ranks, and, you know, what accessory comes with what figure, but the force <laughs> mean any of that. The force races past uh, kind of those hollow descriptors, and looks to the heart of of those that will listen to it. And Finn didn't hesitate. He didn't wait for permission or training. Finn picked up that lightsaber to defend someone in need. He picked it up to stand between the dark side and those that would harm. Finn didn't just, you know, listen to the call of the light side. He picked up the light side in conjunction, uh, picked up the saber with the, in, in conjunction with the light side. Uh, and he didn't just heed the call. He was already there waiting for the call. And to me, in many ways, Finn's actions are just not, you know, just in line with the Jedi. They are the way of the Jedi, like you said, Joseph. And he did it and he picked up the lightsaber at his own risk because he had a feeling. And now there's giant emotional cannon connected to that for me. And that's why I like that moment
4: yeah no i think a, a bunch of stuff you said there is so great and and i do want to uh be understanding to people who saw finn with the lightsaber in the advertising and in the marketing and then felt let down that it this was not uh finn's traditional jedi journey uh with the lightsaber i understand marketing making people feel that way i understand that might even be you know a part of what john boyega is talking about is you y- you marketed finn like he was a bigger character so i really want to acknowledge that that is i think a super important and valid criticism and discussion and my celebration of this moment is how it how it exists for better or worse on the screen that Mm -hmm. even though there's going to be this big cheer moment coming where the the lightsaber flies to ray i think this moment is really important because to me this is like han turning around uh in a new hope in helping Luke, because, hey, Luke is, you know, fated to blow up the Death Star, but he couldn't do it if Han wasn't there in being heroic. And this is that moment for Finn, too, where he is, you know, standing up and making a choice to fight, as you said, with no hesitation. And, you know, you can be the uh, chosen one all you want, but as Star Wars keeps telling us, you're not going to get anywhere if there aren't other brave people around you who choose to fight.
3: mm Yeah. Well said, and uh, a great entry at number four for you. And my number four, going back to the last Jedi, and it's simply when Finn says to DJ, "You're wrong." Mm. Now, on previous many episodes of Force Center, I I just for whatever reason just love the delivery, I love the subtext, I love the weight of Benicio del Toro as DJ saying, "Maybe." I think I think it's it's just one of my favorite little moments, and I almost almost like I can't fully explain it. But I don't want to lose what that is re- in response to. It's, it's Finn just saying with so much conviction in his heart, you're wrong. Because he knows what DJ's been telling him, and he knows what DJ did. And this sequence, this comes in the middle of, of a spectacular, sometimes much debated, but sometimes more often than not celebrated collection of sequences, Joseph. The Holdo Maneuver. And that tension, the throne room, everything that's going on in there. And then we do have the stuff with FASBA execution, all that kind of stuff. So in these big, this big giant sequence, there's this little moment that is just Finn simply and very forcefully saying you're wrong to the idea that it's just business and there's no mincing of words. And to me, and you and I have discussed this kind of stuff. This is one of the biggest just continual themes in star Wars. And there's no, There's nothing hidden about it. There's no subtext. It's just simply telling us in very plain and powerful words right here, you're wrong if that's what you think. And that to me is part of the heart of not just Last Jedi, but Star Wars. And it comes from Finn. And I think it's important to highlight that and not have it be lost in a bigger sequence or even for someone like me to remember the line that came after more. I want to highlight what he said. You're wrong.
4: Yeah, yeah. And as I was watching through, there are a lot of moments where there is some, Finn says uh, something spectacular and important, and then there's another line after it, and sometimes it's that's the line or or the beat that that we end up focusing on. And I think, I'm so glad that you picked this, because I think it's so important, because I think that you're wrong. That is the moment where things change for Finn. That is his arc. And, and like I said, I understand if people uh, dislike his arc, uh, but I, I will kind of go to the mat. Uh, I'll write an essay that he does have an arc um, yeah. and you can like it or, or dislike it. But for me, he's had this journey where he made that connection with Ray. He's willing to do uh, anything to protect his friend. Uh, she is willing to do anything for him. And he's he's been on this mission because he wants to keep Ray safe. He just wants to get away from the First Order. And then he's seeing uh, through Rose's eyes the idea of what a hero is. But then just more importantly, he's just seeing who, who is making what choices. What are they doing uh, that the First Order would decimate Rose's planet, that uh, all these people on Kento Bite would profit off of war. But then just in this specific moment, I think for Finn to see Rose uh, on her knees going to be executed and that the particular thing that happened is that DJ just casually sold out the resistance people to just die. And he doesn't care because it's just business to him. And I think yeah. hearing hearing that, other people's lives are just business. And yeah. that's what clicks it for for Finn to go, oh, the resistance and the First Order aren't just fighting a war. It's not Team A and it's not Team B. They have different ideologies. They have different perspectives. and there's one ideology that's right and there's one that's wrong. And I am on the side of the ideology that is right to me. And that's, you know, that's where he becomes a true resistance fighter. He becomes the resistance hero. He was a hero in Force Awakens, but now he becomes the resistance hero that, you know, Rose talked to him about in this
3: moment. Mm-hmm. He's in. He is he is in the resistance. That's uh yeah, he the moment we just talked about, he picks up that blade for Ray. And I think sometimes that's forgotten. Um, he goes there for Ray, like you said. So this is the moment. It's big and it's important. And it's a it's a billboard for Star Wars. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> a, a nice moment of
4: absolutes. Uh, yep.
3: Uh, and, and yeah, and, but that's always been the, the, the fine line, the complicated layers and the, and the fun, you know, only the Sith deal absolutes, but that's an absolute. Yeah. Yeah. You can play all those mind games, but, uh, this is a story of, of evil and good, right? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Light side, dark side, no, um, gray necessary rage in the middle of it there. (laughs) Uh, your job's done. Uh, so that's my number four. We're up to your number three. Uh, my number three is from a
4: similar general area of the film. It is also from The Last Jedi, and it is Rebel Scum. I, I know that uh, there are people who uh, don't like that line. I uh, respect that opinion as well. I've always liked this line. I think there's a part of it for me that uh, Star Wars can have and should have deep themes and deep ideas. But it is also an adventure serial. And I like these kind of uh, fist pumping moments in this moment feels to me like it is an adventure serial fist pumping moment. The, the good guy won in the fight against the bad guy, but it also does feel really uh, resonant and powerful to me within this sort of great adventure serial action uh, movie, one liner Um, that it's not that this is a moment where he is declaring himself to be with resistance to be uh, with the rebels. I think the moment where he makes that decision for himself comes a little earlier in that you're wrong moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, you know, I think it's pivotal that he kind of goes after Phasma when Rose is like, great, we can go. And that's going to tie into him, you know, making the run at the, uh, the big, uh, the Death Star tech uh, uh, Ram Mm -hmm. cannon um, that he's now that he's in, he's all in. Uh, and, and and there's the yet to come, the, you know, let's say what we love, not fight what we hate. But he sees Phasma and I think he sees she is the symbol of all of these things that I, I have now decided are absolutely wrong and I need to be on the other side of. And she's the one who personally indoctrinated me. She's the one who made me feel less than. And it feels like they're calling back to. Methods of indoctrination when she says you are always scum. That this is something that she has Mm -hmm. said of like, you are less than, and you know, you should be controlled and indoctrinated and shaped by the Forced Order because you don't matter. And I feel like when he says rebel scum, uh, not only is it a great like fist pumping popcorn moment, it is him saying, No, I get to decide who I am, and you're, I reject your programming, you're wrong about me. I get to choose who I am and I'm a rebel.
3: Yeah. I love to, cause it's easy to just go, well, of course, Hey, they're abducted. They're given numbers, no, not names. And it's even some of the stuff that ties into the clones. And you and I have been breaking down the clone wars episodes a little more deeply, but I love that you're taking it. You're taking it to a real deeper uh, level for me of, of, of her, like just who she was in, in her training and who the first order was in their training was more than just, yeah, you don't have a name. It's like, Oh, you, you you don't even your number doesn't mean anything to us. Uh, you you need to get out there, uh, as we tell you to, and, and as we make you. And I think there's some subtext there. What I love about this moment too is we know a little bit more. Uh, Delilah S. Dawson's book Phasma really shed some light on what that helmet means, right? And what that mm-hmm. moment have her eye exposed. And even in her on 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 um, uh, Parnassus, her planet, you know, Phasma wasn't wore a mask, more of a a traditional mask of her of her people and culture there so so she you know it, her being unmasked in that moment with that eye show and mean something but look at the fear and the terror when phasma is exposed right in mm-hmm. that moment. it's she's like uh you see it and here he is he took yes technically you know literally he took his his helmet off and force awakens right um but this to me is him Really being exposed in this moment. You want to know who I am? This is who I am. And I say it with, with pride and conviction and, I and I'm going to take action. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's a moment that comes from the, even the performer. It comes from Boyega himself for me. It's just in this moment. I'm exposed and I'm very happy with what is underneath here you're exposed and you're fearful afraid and you're angry and you're insulting and you are the one who might be nothing here in this moment if you want to get dirty about it there you get a, get a, get a little mean with your phasma so yeah. I, I do love that moment it goes beyond it is what you say it is too a, a good fun whip snap line and it's also has this deep meaning that you uh, helped uh, you know connect with the the training in the past in the subtext Yeah. Yeah.
4: And and not to downplay the value of a line like that. And I think that's part of its power. You know, you, uh, you said really well, like Boyega's performance of it is amazing. And I think maybe there is a part of that of like, uh, you know, this is a great action adventure moment and it has meaning and it it's, it's a declaration. I am who I am. I'm rebel scum. And I, yeah, I love it. Uh, well, well
3: said, Ken, well said, well said, well said, the force center well said t-shirt there. Yes. Uh, so that is your number three. My number three, going to the force awakens. And uh, in Mass's castle. Uh, You know, I love a lot about Mass's castle, even just the background characters. You and I love Athano and Koi Gold and all the stuff there. I really love when he kind of comes clean with Ray and says, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not resistance. I'm not a hero. And the the reason I love this is his journey from that moment you talked about in the two and all village of shoulders slumped, uh, head down, not wanting to kill villagers. He doesn't immediately rip up the helmet and say, I'm defecting. This is why I like it. I think it's deeper. I do like that he's going to break Poe out and it's like, oh, but you need a pilot. Yeah, yeah, I just need a pilot. I need to get out of here. And so it does come from fear. He's motivated more by fear. And that probably that's Finn as a character probably has a lot of shame, right? Maybe he wishes he could be more just like, I'd love to join the fight. I love, but I I, I don't know who I am yet. Or I'm discovering and I have fear and I have shame about that fear And I'm not being honest with it. And we got the great humor with Han, you know, come on, big deal. And women always find out there's some great Han stuff there. But in this moment, I want to make sure you give Finn credit for just kind of like coming clean. And then for me, that is an emotional first step forward. That sometimes admitting you're having trouble finding the strength is the very building block on which your eventual strength will be built on. It's kind of that acknowledging like, you know, let me let me come clean with you here. And he still has some steps to go. He's a long way the, the journey. I think he does have uh, an arc, like you say. But I just I think this is a, a low key, just one of my favorite moments. And it gets and it's in a, in a movie that came out five years ago now in a big giant sequence. And shortly after she's got the vision and. And Hosnian Prime gets up. There's a lot of big things that happen. I want to highlight this. I think this is, this is a talk about self-care or self-discovery and self-growth. I think this is one of those moments.
4: Yeah. I am so glad that you picked this one. Uh, the whole speech is great. Uh, I, I watched it a couple times yesterday. I typed out the whole speech. <laughs> oh, wow. I wanted to see for myself, like how long is it? It's for, for star Wars. It's a long speech for star Wars. And you right. don't feel any of that length because boyega just knocks it out of the park it sits perfectly with the character that we've seen uh, in the movie i think fear is right i think that comedy comes from him trying to figure out this new world and trying to fake his way through it to fake his way to safety i think he is a naturally uh, enthusiastic character who is like kind of wants to believe it can be done and you know when he's supportive and excited he lets people know there's all this great sort of like energy and forward movement about this character and this is that moment of cracking through that fear of yeah but before to i had to say like yeah no i'm with the resistance i'm with the resistance like uh, all those great comedy moments and here uh, he strips away uh, you know what was motivating that comedy And it's just entirely honest. And this absolutely, this speech from Finn absolutely sells the bond between Finn and Ray to me of him saying, "I, I was raised to do one thing. I decided I wasn't going to do it in that moment. And then I ran away. I ran straight into you. And you looked at me like no one ever had. I was ashamed of what I'd become, but I'm done with the first order. I'm never going back. Just that idea of these two... Uh, kind of orphans in in a certain way, seeing each other for the first time and going through these experiences and and Finn knowing what it's like to be seen for being himself and being seen as somebody who could be more than, a, you know, a machine programmed to kill is it, all these big ideas and it's just portrayed with such uh, honesty and conviction and clarity for his arc in his motivation. Right now, I just want to get away with, from the First Order and be a person. Uh, yeah. and, and i care about you ray and, and i think it's really significant that this a uh, moment just a, a couple of beats later finn leaves and that's when ray hears the lightsaber calling by hearing herself calling out to her parents when they left her you know like mm-hmm. it sets up a lot this moment
3: yeah yeah great uh, uh, yeah great and, and it's one of those there's a lot going on there's a lot in the sequence and you might you might remember other things uh, which are equally as great, but you might remember them a little bit more than some of these uh, quieter moments. And and that's why, uh, that's why we're talking about them here on best yeah. fit moments in star Wars. That's my number three, which means we're up to your number two. Uh, my number
4: two is from the rise of Skywalker. A uh, lot of moments to choose from, but I wanted to highlight the specific line. They've taken enough of us. Uh, I, I love the arc in, uh, Rise of Skywalker that is uh, about, consistently about everyone is stronger together, everyone is an individual and they need to make their choices of who they are, but ultimately they're stronger together. This line kind of comes from this idea of Poe's epiphany that what he needs is to not be alone. That's what Finn has been advocating for uh, the entire movie and some of my other uh, favorite lines, uh, which uh, I'll, I'll share in my runner-ups because I love those. Um, yeah, yeah in that they're working together, general, general, great comedy moment. They're given that big speech together, seamlessly picking up one another's uh, thoughts, but also being unique in them and building from Finn's angle to this one. You know, Poe has a very significant, you know, what our uh, mothers and fathers fight for. We will not let die, but they've taken enough of us. You know, you can read that as we've had horrific losses in the resistance. Uh, They're controlling the galaxy. But knowing that Finn has reconnected with, uh, with Janna mm-hmm. and knowing that he has reconnected with the trauma and the horror of uh, all of those kids being taken by the First Order, that line has such weight and power to say they've taken enough of us to mean not just uh, through, through violence, but that's what the first order is. That's one of the reasons they are fundamentally evil. Not just team A, team B. They both kill each other. Mm-hmm. They have taken all of these kids from across the galaxy. Finn's reconnected with Janna. I think you know it's so important to me that that idea is not just his origin story. It's highlighted. This is a little bit of why he fights. I think this is for me a thematic payoff uh, to Rose sharing. You know, we're not fighting what we hate. We're saving what we love. That his motivation going into this big battle is I need to save what I love in the big picture being all those all those kids who don't deserve to be put through what I was put through, what Jana was put through. I'm going to save what I love. I'm going to save those kids. They've taken enough of us.
3: Yeah. As you are talking, it's like my heart goes and connects to two moments. It connects to Lando and Jana. And her kind of, like, not knowing, like, you know, I, I think we've talked a lot about that moment. You and I, you and I kind of really both love that moment. Uh, and yeah, it was a tip of the iceberg storytelling thing that maybe was even going to be in the movie. But it's not. It's there. and it exists. So I love that moment. And it ties to Finn here. And then I love, I, you know, in watching The Force Awakens uh, this this weekend again, it's been there for, since I saw it in two, 2015. But as they're debating on who helped Poe and who escaped and it's, uh, it's FN 2187 from the village and they bring up his file and there's a, there's a picture of him as a kid. Yeah. A five six year old and it can drive home. Uh, this is star Wars. It's fun. It's a serial adventure. It's whip snap. It's always going to be on that level and you can always enjoy it there. You and I've talked about the invasion. of Naboo seems pretty tame until you realize there's some pain and torture going on and queen's peril brings some of that up into your face. Take that down. And, and, and what you're, you're talking about is, is is that is that is uh, probably the visions Finn's having of his past as he's talking to Jen in this moment, as he's talking to everybody in this moment. So, yeah, that my heart goes to those two separate moments because of this scene.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a moment that it could fly by. But I think it's a really, really important moment for Finn and a really moving moment uh, for me.
3: Great choice. Number two, right? Yeah, okay. So my number two, going to uh, The Force Awakens, kind of, I don't know, cheating a little bit here with a, a little uh, sequence, uh, a collection of lines, I should say, from <laughs> the sequences. Uh, first one around the brief briefing room when he just simply says, when they are talking about going to uh, destroy Sc- Starkiller Base, maybe getting to the surface, and he's like, I can do it. Which, of course, Han says, I like this guy. Fun moment. Then you go to when they're actually down there and then, um, you know, Ray's you know, escape. She's calling around. They, 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 they meet up again and, and she has that Ray has a great moment of just like Chewie Chewy said, you know, you came back for you. This is your idea. So all that, take all that Joseph and, and, and put it in. And you and I have had the discussions of, you know, again, he's picking up the blade on Starkiller base to defend Ray. A lot of his focus is on that in that movie. He's not fully committed to res- resistance yet or doesn't know what that fully means. He's still growing. And he, I, what I love about, I can do it is I don't think it's a lie. I think he believes, yeah, I, I can do it but he's saying almost whatever he needs to say to go save his friend. And it's his idea. And of course, Chewy, the friend, the friend of the friends, right? He's (laughs) he's co pilot to all of us for Chewy to acknowledge. It's a great Chewy moment. That's we'll say that for Chewy, but in the sequence, I just want to say for all the discussions that you and I can have on themes and everything. I just, I want to stop and give Finn the credit for understanding the value of a good friend pals and doing the right thing to, and doing all you can, even when maybe it's a bad idea to help a friend. I just want to give him credit. It's an inspiring kind of sequence of events for me. He's not just going, yeah, yeah uh, let me come up with a plan. To get. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do what it takes to help my friend. And I want him to have all the credit for that.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm so glad that you highlighted that whole sequence, and I love the idea of the Chewie is kind of this uh, emotional uh, uh, <laughs> therapist <laughs> yeah. throughout uh, the sequel trilogy, where he just kind of roars a an important uh, bit of emotional canon <laughs> to our yeah. characters. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
4: but I, I do think it's significant in that speech that uh, you were talking about earlier. You know, he says clearly, like all of them, I was taken from a family I'll never know and raised to do one thing. Um, he talks about not making the choice not to kill but to see that from his eyes of like i i ran away from it right into you and i made this connection to you and i can tell you got some stuff going on you're worried about not having a family and getting back to where you belong uh and then he sees kylo the symbol of the first order take ray so i mean i think it is absolutely defending his friend and this connection and being brave and kind but it's also just i think a continuation of like Uh, I'm not going to let that happen to my new friend. I'm not going to let the first order take her too. I'm going to go get her. And like, yeah, what, what,
3: what bravery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's real life thing, man. I I had surgery in 2006 and when the first I woke up and it was a friend of mine there, like throwing life off to be there to help me. And it's not the exact situation, but just that (laughs) feeling of like, ah, I'm not alone. And and Ray has that and it comes from Finn. That's right. All right, so that is my number two. We've done your number two, which means we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll both have some honorable mentions, and then we'll each share our favorite moment, the best Finn moment in Star Wars for each of us. It is Star Wars Ranked here on Force Center. We'll be right back. back here on Star Wars Ranked, the 96th episode of Star Wars Ranked. Joseph, what are we going to do for 100? I don't know. (laughs) No. rank the episodes of Star Wars Ranked. (laughs) Oh, that's not bad. It's voted on by uh, the listeners of Star Wars Ranked. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. If you guys just want to organically make that happen, go for it. That would be kind of uh, interesting, but also a little weird. Just to rank them
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: All right. Today on Star Wars Ranked, we are ranking the best Finn moments in Star Wars. We each uh, have a lot to choose from. And Joseph, we're going to go through some uh, runner-ups. What do you got?
4: Yeah. So for my runner-ups, um, I-, I think for the- my main list, I-, I ended up going with some kind of the big, meaningful, and heroic moments of Finn. But I think w- all my runner-ups really concentrate on uh, just how dynamic the character is. Uh, I was trying to look for the right word for him, uh, and I actually Googled words. Uh, and a word that I came up with uh, uh is paladin. Uh, it's, you know, associated with knight sometimes, but it means uh to firmly believe in a cause and to be a booster and a supporter. And I think a lot of what Finn is, he he believes in different things throughout the uh, arc of the films. He believes in. Not the first order he believes in the first order is wrong, and I'm gonna walk away. He believes in Ray he comes to believe in Rose and then he really comes to believe in the mission. I think he really comes to believe in the idea of we not me uh and that's a lot of his my favorite moments of him in um in the rise of Skywalker are that that uh we not me kind of message uh mm-hmm. so I just wanted to highlight in my run ups that this great combination of Finn as you know it's kind of comedy it's action it's heart and kind of his his character is that guy that you were talking about you know where he's like i can do that and and han's like i like that guy he's got mm. a real you know he wrestles with it he falls down but he's got a lot of like uh, enthusiasm and a lot of like we can do it let's go um mm. and i wanted to highlight some of those moments um I love the line, yeah, alone with friends uh, when Ray's going to leave. It's both yeah. funny and it's like such a great little just theme statement for <laughs> some of the oh, ideas yeah. of Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah, big one. Uh, yeah, and then uh, a couple other through lines of him being the sort of uh, the empathic character. I think his force powers lend towards empathy. He is sensing how people are feeling, where people are, uh, what needs to be done. Uh, I love that moment where he has everybody join hands when they're going to go to Kajimi when Poe is kind of feeling low and, uh, Mm. and Poe says hands and Finn says hands like it's something that he does fairly often. He's like, guys, we're all in this together to the end. So let's join hands. Like uh, he's being a paladin. He's being a booster. Uh, Same thing. Just emotionally. I love that. He is kind of the center of the hug at the end of rise of Skywalker between the big three has that moment for me. Um, When he destroys the Treadspeeder, that's just a cool action moment where he's got the cool idea. He throws the hook and has, you know, it's from the trailer, the big fist up. Woo! Again, that's that kind of like, let's go for it. Let's do it. We're all on the same team. Let's keep moving forward. It's, but it's also just a cool Star Wars action moment Um, from the book Resistance uh, Reborn, which is, you know, happening uh, soon after Last Jedi. Uh, I love that scene where uh, he and Poe are going to be undercover. And he they're putting on nice suits <laughs> yep. and he insists on wearing a rebel starboard pin, even though they're going undercover because he's that into the resistance right now that he is <laughs> all in on that. Um, really? I, there's a million comedy moments uh, that I could highlight. His, we talk a lot about BB-8's great lighter thumbs up but that's set up by the great thumbs up that uh, Finn gives him uh, yeah. a million moments with Han. But one of the great comedy delivery moments uh, that is from Last Jedi, and again, I do have some criticisms about some of the comedy moments, but I love his delivery when he's having that awkward conversation with Rose, when he's trying to get in the escape pod, and he's not sure how to end the conversation, and trying to just go along with, sure, I'm a hero. And he says, may the force be with you. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how else to end the conversation, and the little look on his face like, that's what uh, important people in the resistance say to one another to end conversations. Right.
0: Yeah.
3: I said it. Why yeah. aren't you leaving? <laughs> I always love it because she's, you know, the Finn, right. It's like a celebrity within the star Wars story. And i like that. It's always it's just like, may the force be with you. That'd be 10 Republic credits for a picture. <laughs> uh, it's like he's on a convention uh, tour in Star Wars. That's a great read. It's a great read, Co- great comic moment.
4: Yeah, great read, great, uh, great. Uh, I think a good comedy beat and extremely well delivered by John Boyega. So that's it for me. A collection in my runner ups of uh, great comedy moments and great moments of heart and enthusiasm.
3: Oh yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, especially when he just shows up on the scene of Force Awakens, he is. He is really funny. He got some great time. Great, great uh, reactions. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the ones for me, I'll say, I'll, I'll go to the Force Awakens. Um, when he, I lo- first of all, I love the drinking, the sharing the water with the Hapibor. I The Hapobor is one of my favorite creatures in Star Wars. And <laughs> watching and studying that again. Of just, he plays, plays it so well. Boyega does. i just like, oh, that's disgusting. All right, we're gonna go for it again. Um, and that but that leads so that leads to the his introduction to Ray right and we could talk a lot about that and, and there's a lot of, a lot of power in that moment for Ray it's a street fight she two thugs are on her and she she can handle her own business. but again, uh, Finn he's the only one willing to help from his perspective he sees a, a woman being attacked by two guys on the street. I'm gonna go help right I give him some credit for that but he play it well a great reaction. Uh, to that uh, the the stopping of it when, when she when he kind of sees it oh <laughs> he just kind of does that oh oh okay huh huh all right i just i think it's so great i just really think it's really funny yeah um, but she doesn't need help just, oh, look, yeah but he kind of looks around like am, am i okay oh maybe that's why no one else is. all right cool <laughs> uh, i think it just plays i, I really love that sequence uh I, I, I the traitor fight uh on takadana right um I, I just see it as you know, and he, and Chewie helps him there. You got get all that. I just see that in that moment, it is it is Finn standing up to his past a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, we you know I've seen it discussed before. Yeah, he's 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 got clearly got friends in the first order. That's the whole blood on the helmet thing. It's someone he probably knew, and it's it jars him and everything. And you know, and I know he's as he's escaping, he's maybe shooting some stormtroopers and people have for years now wrestled with that. I totally get that. Totally get that. But I think there's just some. This this stormtrooper, I always forget his name, but, uh, it, you know, I'd lose that trivia around the <laughs> else traitor. And and it's like in that moment, like Finn realizes, like, well, he ain't my friend. <laughs> and that that represents a part of my past that I don't want any part of anymore. And I'm I'm, I'm on a journey, but I'm definitely not there. And I, I just like that he stands up to his past in that moment to me. Yeah. And kicks the butt of uh, FN2199 up to, a he, point. <laughs> up to a point. There he is. There he is. Um, I like I'm in charge now, Phasma, the whole sequence. Oh, yeah. I, I like the energy to it. I lo- I do love that Han's kind of like, calm it down. I've been I've been around the galaxy too and I've been in your shoes. Just 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 calm it down. <laughs> it's a great exchange. He and Harrison Ford have some great moments. But yeah, I just I think it is a simpler s- s- surface level kind of reaction to some of the deeper things we've been talking about. Uh, his past and the trauma and everything, but I just kind of like that. It. Yeah, like, no, he's just like, no, I'm in charge now. <laughs> like, I, I'm in charge, and I, I think we can all relate to that. Uh, I like when he stands up to DJ. It's the big conversation, but I like when he does go into the other room and it's like, give back her medal. Yes, give it back. And and yeah, DJ is being a little, you know, sneaky on what he's going to use it for. And it's a, you know, it's designed to make us think he has a little bit of a heart of gold in there. But you know, I, I again give finn that kind of credit he's not going to stand for that and 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 i like that it leads to other conversations and other big things uh, that we get but I, I just like that little moment and a couple of them here this is a house favorite uh grace and i here uh love animals as uh, a lot of people do of course we love when he says where those crystal critters go <laughs> You know, and yes, we get the official name, There are Volptex and Volpteces and all the, but I just love it. where are the crystal critters go. And we love crystal critters in this house. <laughs> Final moment for me, Joseph, going to the Rise of Skywalker. I, I liked it the first moment uh, I saw it, and I, I loved it even more today, bringing it up and studying it. Um, when he is working the Falcon guns, the belly guns, like a pro mm-hmm. escape sequence with the Bolio. Um, Win the war sequence go back to obviously the first time we see him in the Falcon, the first time he goes down there and Ray's flying and trying to fly and he's down there and it's, it's comedy, you know, just and he's talking and then he, then he reaches back for the, the, uh, the radio, the headset. And he's kind of like, Oh God, he kind of puts it on, go to that moment and then go to this moment. Right. Super acknowledged. He's just in there and there's a great shot. And the camera kind of boom, whip pans over, it. and he's grabbing the the headset because he knows he needs it, and he's done this, and he's got this, and he is not who he was when we first met him. He has grown, and he has got skills that are just been uh, honed. And he's in there, and he and he's wiping out. And he you know he has a big in, in Force Awakens. Yeah, he he does kind of get the big uh, kill with the gun, but here he's just boom, 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 and he's on it. And to me, that's just this little snapshot of of Finn then to now, and I love it.
4: Yeah, I love... I'm so glad that you included that shot. There's so much where Finn, to me, in Rise of Skywalker feels like he, he still has some more experiences he's going to have in Rise of Skywalker, but he feels so much like I'm at home, and I know who I am, and I know what I'm doing, and that that quick shot, that's just like a damn cool, like, James Bond, like, been there, done that, put the, you know, headset on, blow him away, got it. Like,
3: the the mood of it is so cool. Oh, it's, a great, it's a great little... Uh... Frameable, uh, frameable frame. Of yeah. Film. So that's my, run, those are my runner ups uh, there. So we are going to go to our number one favorite and best Finn moments in Star Wars. We'll go with my number one so Joseph can close the show. My number one, we are going to the rise of Skywalker. Finn and Jana. And I don't want to exclude her from this moment. This is definitely about Finn though, and I want to get to that, but uh, she is right there with them and key to this moment, it is Finn and Janna leading the charge on the Star Destroyer, on uh, the troop carrier, drops them off, and then, uh, you know, jam their speeder sensors. They don't have speeders. No, they aren't orbics. And they're charging out of BB-8s there as well, too. It's the trailer shot. And here's what I love about it. To me, when you really look at this moment, it is a lot about Finn's experiences, including his time in the First Order and what he knows about what they do. Uh, it is his feelings and feelings, Finn's feelings and what he, he, he um, his perceptions and what he is clued into, uh, very key. And it's his conviction uh, because, by the way, this is a not the original plan. They were going to go farther down, but no, he realizes and he has a conviction. He has the feeling, and so this leads to him and Janet doing something that is just galactically important. It is a galactically important hero moment and to me it's a lasting image it is a giant action it swells it swoons in all the ways i want star wars to do it inspires it exhilarates and to me it comes from finn's heart soul and journey that we've spent all this time with him seven eight nine going to seven where he's uh, fearful he's run away he can't work that falcon thing even even poe Ask, can you shoot uh, you know, blasters? It's kind of the same thing, like all that to to this. He is a general. He is a leader. He is a hero. Jan is right there with him. She's the one who taught him to ride at BB-8. Storming him, I loved it in the trailer. And I remember thinking, did I ever want to see space horses on a Star Destroyer? <laughs> I, I don't think so, but I think I do now. Even to seeing it in the Skywalker Saga Lego game trailer, where you just kind of see Finn hopping along on a Lego horse. I think this is just one of the best little hero shots, and stuff still happens. The fight still goes on. The thing goes on. The thing goes off, and they have to adjust the plan. And he and Shanna have some great stuff together in this moment. The music swells. The setup for it, and the first order guys—they uh, don't got speeders, you know. Boom! It's a big win for me, and it just—it it does everything I I need in a Star Wars moment. <laughs>
4: Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, yeah, the Orbach's on the steadfast and, you know, Finn, Finn's great creative idea and rushing forward and, and, you know, yeah, with his buddy BB8 and with this uh, newfound friend that has his deep bond with Jana. And uh, there's so much great stuff going on there. And it leads to that ultimate moment of, no, we can't leave this ship. Uh, and talk about having such a complete journey from that moment in the village where just like, I realized that the first order wants me to kill innocent people for, you know, reasons that they kind of manipulated me and about and indoctrinated me and lied to me about. So I just want to, I want to walk away from the first order and that's it to this moment of, I will not walk away from the final order because they must be stopped. And I'm all in yeah. from wanting to run away to being unwilling to turn away
3: is Finn's journey. That is the journey mm, right there. Get on an oar and charge into history. <laughs> that is my number one, my Favorite and uh, what I consider my personal best Finn moment. But what, sir, is your number one best Finn moment in Star Wars? My number one
4: is a combination of two moments because I just love them both so much. And I think they speak to each other. Uh, They speak to Finn's arc and they speak to some stuff that I really love about Finn's character. But my number one is basically just the Force. Uh, I'm going to that moment in The Force Awakens because it's an incredibly funny moment. What Finn says is funny. It sets up Han's response, which is super funny. And when Han realizes that Finn has, uh, he's just uh, in sanitation, he's just led them there uh, to rescue Rey, and Han is upset, and Finn has this great, what turns out to be very Force-like attitude of, we'll find a way somehow, but says, (laughs) with no knowledge to support it, we'll use the Force, setting up Han's, you know, hilarious line of, that's not how the Force works. Great, hilarious uh, uh, bit of comedy from The Force Awakens. One of my favorite comedy moments in Star Wars. Uh, but it ends up having this great meaning where Finn has conviction of like, okay, we're here. Um, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll figure out how to do it. Maybe the Force will help us. I don't know what that is. And, you know, in Han's great grumpy reaction. So that moment is is great and to be celebrated by itself. But then you connect that all the way to The Rise of Skywalker where Finn now does have a better understanding of what the Force is and what it means to him. And he has such a conviction in it. But it's, it's a conviction that kind of supports what he was saying back in The Force Awakens of like, yeah, no, trust the Force and you know, it, will, it will help you find a way. But the particular moment in The Rise of Skywalker that I wanted to highlight is the moment where he realizes which ship needs to be taken out. Uh, right before the great Orback ride uh, that you're uh, pointing out. And, and you know, he looks up, says, wait, the nav signal is coming from that command ship. That's our drop zone. Uh, Jen asks, how do you know? And just incredibly well acted, I think incredibly well shot of feeling. Mm. And that's such a triumph for the idea of the force being an intuitive power. It is a triumph of, hey, you know, what does it mean to be a Jedi? What does it mean to be connected to the Force? Is Finn a Jedi or not? Well, some of that, for me, just all falls away. And it goes back to Yoda saying, you know, the light side uses the Force for a knowledge and defense. And this this is a moment where Finn helps absolutely save the galaxy because he uses the Force for knowledge. And yeah, it's not as flashy of a moment as, you know, uh, destroying Emperor Palpatine or saving Darth Vader or whatever other moment you want to point to. It's absolutely critical. And it is using the Force from a place of intuitive emotion. It's using the Force for knowledge. And it's an incredibly powerful moment. If Finn didn't have that connection, didn't have that feeling, didn't trust himself, then the galaxy would not have been saved. Uh, All those ships would have been able to make it out of Exegol and the galaxy would have been in just utter horror. Mm -hmm. So my number one Finn moment is going from him saying with youthful, naive enthusiasm, I don't know what it is, but we'll use the force to him using with maturity, with uh, emotional intelligence, with knowledge of himself, Damn right, I'm going to use the force, and I'm going to use it to save the galaxy in this moment through the power of knowledge.
3: I feel as though you and I keep talking about. We we come recently in Force Center. There's been a lot of talk about the do or do not, and and the force, and the light side, and the dark, and the true meaning. And I, I think more than more than ever, I'm I'm really connecting with. The idea of Finn representing in this moment, in these movies. And look, I'd love an episode 10, 11, and 12 where he has a cool cape and a lightsaber and all those. I would. I'd love it. But for what he is in these movies, he represents something so powerful to me. This idea first presented in 1977 uh, and talked about more in 1980 with Yoda. The Force, it's all around all of us. And you don't have to have... Uh, That cape, or a Obi Wan beard or mullet, or all the (laughs) training—it's there for you if you can connect with it and feel it. And it it grows in him, and he learns. And and you're right—it is—it is is a pure form of the Force. It's a pure form outside of any rank or any structure. And it is so much about his character. There is a lot about Finn that is about others—a selfless, a, a drive to just to be selfless and help others, save others support others uh and he discovers it and i love it and i celebrate it often in him down to the little moments we've talked about here the hapibor sequence and everything and (laughs) then this one here which is him having a feeling quite frankly about the whole galaxy Ah, it's great stuff and i love it
4: yeah just an absolute great hero moment so well uh delivered to just look up and say a feeling and having that be a hero moment. That's one of the things that makes star Wars different. And that's a, a great thing for me to, um, to think about when there's a lot of discussion, uh, good discussion back and forth about, you know, Finn's role in the sequel trilogy. Uh, but for me, for analyzing what is there good, bad or otherwise, I just love his character and I love how he comes so full circle and so into his own and trust himself so much and gets to be such a, a great and cool hero.
3: Yeah. Uh, as always, well said, I just am forever thankful that the character of Finn is there and present and has these moments. Uh, I am also forever thankful that John Boyega got this role, uh, took it on, took the burden is help is there to help us celebrate star Wars as he has been. He's been part of that many times. Whether reaction videos, great interviews, convention appearances, his joy, even if he was, quite frankly, even if he felt he had to turn it on and fake it in that moment, he was there, it was present. And I'm forever thankful that and and I'm forever thankful that he has grown up to be this wonderful uh, community and social leader who is going to always make you think. A little bit more about what you are watching and what you are connecting with and what you feel or what you could connect with or what you could feel with uh, some of these characters if 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 there was other things uh, there another choice is made. So forever thankful for all of that. Well said. Well said indeed. That's the name of the show now. Right <laughs> now, with ourselves here, we want to thank all of you out there in Force Centerland for allowing us to not just celebrate Star Wars again. We always say that. We always say, hey, we're here for a good, positive discussion. We really love going to the micro level and dealing with what's there while also wondering what could have been there. And, and, and that's made possible because all of you, if you want to join the conversation, you can do so on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked or the hashtag Force Center so we can find it. You can like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Stand by for, especially if you're on Patreon, for a, a YouTube-related announcement soon. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, and on, uh, don't forget Patreon, patreon.com slash 4Center. If you want to support us, merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash 4Center. As always, you can support the show and get yourself a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash 4Center. Pick up Resistance Reborn and relive that cool Finn moment that joseph talked about uh you can follow me at ken napsuck or and joseph then go to joseph to get even uh more thoughts on finn could you just you just post a blog yet no okay, no.
4: <laughs> not uh, yet but maybe one of these days yeah you can uh, go to joseph for all my comedy adventures and you can find me twitter and instagram at joseph scrimshaw
3: and you know for what it's worth, yeah, go go find it out. You uh, listen to Joseph's obsessed podcast, uh, too. I know you got some new stuff going on on your patreon page. Uh, check that out as well. Um, uh, great stuff there so uh, i was just I was just talking about your Dave Foley episode again the other day <laughs> uh, one of my favorites. I
4: learned so much. About uh, actual UFOs from Dave Foley. What a weird world we live in, and it's great.
3: Weird world, but uh, not a weird world. Is this Star Wars world? Is a wonderful world, a challenging world at times. But as always, we love Star Wars and think it is still and always will be a great time to be a Star Wars fan. That is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked.